Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So I want to use today's program to help us with some perspective. You know, we... It's it's hard to just keep attacking or talking about uh, particular egregious things that are going on uh, during the course of this administration or things that are happening around the world. So I want to name this program, The Lies Just Keep On Coming. I just want you to kind of work with me on this. Maybe I'm wrong, but work with me. This article or or this uh, material I'm taking largely from an article written by Rebecca uh, Entrago, uh, called Five Things You Should Know About the Trump Economy, written in uh, uh, Think Progress uh, in January of this year. Of course, we'll weave in other uh, sources as we go along. On January 24th of this year, our president stated in his his lexicon, uh, tremendous investments by companies from all over the world being made in America. There has never been anything like it. Now, Disney J.P. Morgan Chase and many others, massive regulation reduction and tax cuts are making us a powerhouse again. Long way to go. Jobs, jobs, jobs. That was his quote. Here's the reality. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 2017, the first calendar year of the Trump administration, saw 2.06 million, you know, in other words, 2 million 60,000 jobs were created in 2017, making that the most sluggish job growth in America since Obama's first term when the economy was pulling out of the Great Recession. Let me put this in context for you. In 2011, the economy produced 2,091,000 jobs. In 2012, it produced 2,142,000 jobs. In 2013, it produced 2,302,000 jobs. In 2014, it produced 2,998,000 jobs. In 2015, 2,713,000 jobs. 2016, 2,240,000 jobs. Under the Trump administration, in its first year, the economy produced 2,055,000 jobs. Now, I want you to go back in your memory. All of those years, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, Obama years, the economy produced more jobs, significantly more than it, the first year of the Trump administration. Every single month of those job reports, you heard the naysayers, you heard even the American media join in and say, well, you know, they were positive job numbers, but, you know, they weren't uh, uh, much more than you would need to replace the people that left 
the job market. In other words, people were dying, people would retire, and the jobs that were created were just uh, barely enough uh, to absorb the new people entering, the, you know, the, the, the people turning 18, 19, 20 years old who are entering the job market, the job growth was just barely enough to absorb those people. That's what you heard every single month. But during the Trump administration, when the, the economy actually was performing poor, every single one of the previous six years performing poor on jobs, every single month you heard and celebrated by the American media Job growth, things are going well. Even when the economy produced less than 80,000 jobs one uh, October, uh, I think it was October of, of last year, you know, we still heard, you know, well, it's positive growth. You know, everything is all, you know, and up and so on. I just want you to understand that in terms of perspective. Uh, corporations, let's take another of uh, Trump's assertions. Corporations are spending uh, less than 1% of their uh, let me see. I'm looking on, on, yeah, on time. We've got about five minutes. Uh, corporations are spending less than 1% of their tax, uh, tax cut uh, on bonuses. Context. The White House and President Trump have made a big to-do out of the GOP uh, starting a wave of corporate tax cut bonuses. Trump said, one million Americans and counting receiving bonuses thanks to the Donald Tr Trump tax cuts, a tax cut which, by the way, hadn't even happened yet, um, and many millions more uh, to earn bigger paychecks next month when the tax cuts kick in. So Think Progress's analysis found that if you looked at the corporate tax cut, not even counting the individual tax cut, just a corporate tax cut and its effects, it was going to generate about $1 trillion in lost revenue uh, to the federal government as a result of this tax plan. When you look at the total amount of tax reform bonuses that were doled out by these these companies, that came to one point three eight billion. In other words, the corporations got a 40 percent tax cut and they gave out point one three, almost point one four uh, of a percent, fourteen hundredths of a percent of that money they gave back to the uh, their workforce as uh, as bonuses. Let's take a look at GDP growth. Trump continues to boast, uh, and you heard it this past weekend uh, or this past week, Trump continues to boast about the tremendous economic growth under his administration. Yet the record shows that GDP, that's gross domestic product growth, was lower in 2017 than two out of the last uh, uh, three years. In a speech in front of America's mayor, mayors in the at the end of uh, uh, 2017, Trump said, if you take a look at our GDP and then take a look at what's happened now, he says, we've had three quarters in a row uh, of growth over three percent. We had three point two percent. And a lot of people thought it would take two or three years to get there. And and we're going to be hitting four percent soon. And then we're going to be hitting five percent soon. Well, the truth is, the truth is this funny thing, you know, it stands on its own. Uh, in 2017, economic growth for that year was 2.3%, which was better than what e economic growth was in 2016, the last year of the Obama administration, when it was 1.5%. However, in 2015, economic growth was 2.9%. And in, econo and in 2014, economic growth was 2.6%. 
So in two of the last three years, economic growth was better than it was under the Obama or, 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 under the uh, Trump administration. And Trump is out and out lying to people because in uh, 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 I think it was January of 2018 when he made this statement, he already knew what the uh, 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 GDP growth was for the uh, first, second and third quarters of 2017 were. This was not a something he was surmising. Those those numbers were already in and there was not a single quarter where economic growth was at three percent. So he's asserting things that are factually just not true. And we're not on the path, the glide path that we're continually being told that his tax cutting uh, 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 regime is is claiming to be about very quickly. Let me just hit this quick thing on uh, African-American unemployment rate. You know, now the assertion is uh, unemployment rate. Well, in fact, this is what Think Progress says. Black unemployment fell at a slower rate in 2017 than it had in previous years. But but here's what Trump said. Unemployment for black Americans is the lowest ever recorded. Trump approval ratings with black Americans has doubled. Thank you. It will get uh, even much better. It is true that the African-American unemployment rate is the lowest it has been since these records were being kept. But President Trump had very little to do with this statistic. It's not as if black unemployment was 18 percent under Barack Obama. And as soon as Trump took office, it fell down to 6.8 percent. Black unemployment fell fairly consistently from 2010 uh, onward, as did the rates for whites and Hispanics. For perspective, Black unemployment fell by 1% in calendar year 2017. Good for Donald Trump. However, in 2016, it also had fallen by 1%. In 2015, it fell by 1.9%. In 2014, it fell by 1.5%. In 2013, it fell by 1.8%, all Obama years. A very telling barometer is that according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the unemployment rate for whites is 3.7%, almost half the 6.8% for black Americans. If Trump was truly focused on the economic well-being of black Americans, he would at least notice the double difference disparity uh, that that we that I've just uh, quoted is not just today. That's been a historic figure of racial discrimination at play in our national economy over the life of the country. Let me grab uh, Tony first, then we'll get John and Lockport and get this conversation going. Tony, how are you doing out there? Super. All right. Good to hear from you. I'm going to teach you a lesson out there, folks. Terrorism is an act uh, of a person or group that the use of it's the use of intimidation to attain one's goals or to advance one's cause. In the White House, we have a terrorist. Hmm. It is called he is called the president. Well, who uses intimidation better than him? I mean, I, <laughs> who who does better intimidation? Who wants to, who gets, splits the people of this country better to attain his cause? Who's taking and using uh, the children as hostages mm. in his immigration uh, mm-hmm. battles? Uh, isn't that intimidation? I, I don't what know he, what else you could describe it as. So he is a terrorist, in my, my opinion. He, he and by the way, his... His uh, his administration has no interest in reuniting the families to their children. Has no interest. 
He will not obey the court injunction or order. Did you not know this last night they filed to to have a, an extension? An extension, right. Because, because the truth run. is they hired people to run Health and Human Services who have never been uh, administrators of that part of Health and Human Services. They were just administrators in the pharmaceutical end uh, uh, of the uh, Health and Human Services business. So they hired people that didn't know how to do what the department was, was created to do. And of course, when it was called upon to perform that level of service, they're just incompetent. They're just unable to do something because they don't know how to do it. They lost these children. They never bothered to connect the children that, were, that they were snatching uh, into detention, uh, the, the parents and those children. They, they never bothered to uh, create a record of who these children were, who the parents were, and then make sure that they had a record of where the children were going so that at whatever point they got done with the detention, uh, a judicial uh, asylum proceeding, they'd be able to reunite these families either uh, through deportation or the families would stay in the United States. They never bothered to do that. And that just shows you the hostility and the ignorance of this administration. It's even more diabolical than that. Yesterday, last night, late last night, there was a story on MSNBC that they purposely destroyed some of the records. Right, right. So that's diabolical. Right. They don't want these children. You know, they want these children to be fostered out and then adopted. Tony, here's, here's, here's the story that they want on your point. There was a story uh, uh, also, uh, it was the day before yesterday, that talked about the fact that there was uh, this, this child who was, I guess, uh, middle, middle school age, like a 12 or, or so year old child, who actually had uh, interpreted what had been happening to this child because they were taken from, uh, the child was taken from its parents. Uh, they, the child interpreted this that the parents essentially used the border to have the child taken to the United States, and the parents didn't want the child. They, they actually uh, wanted the child to be separated from uh, its parents. They took it as if it was a conspiracy of their parents against the child. And so there's all of this hostility that was being expressed by this child towards the child's parents because they didn't understand why they were their parents allowed them to be taken away uh, by the American government. Now, of course, the, the, the parents are not the reason why this occurred and had no power over this. They're the victims of this, but that's not what the child understood. It's this kind of discord, this kind of sowing of lies and dissension amongst people that are the victims, so that the victims turn against each other that the Trump administration is administering. Yeah, well, take a look at the, 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 the President Obama was the was called the deporter in chief remember right. yep because he got 5 million deported yep 5 million now this this government agency called ICE was created not to take and stop people from coming across the border but to go after drug traffickers and criminals right 
And this this ICE is now being used as a weapon of the administration. And remember the Obama administration when they realized that the way that the, the law was structured and how it was being administered was causing this uh, uh, dislocation. And it wasn't, wasn't them taking children away from parents. It was more unaccompanied minors that they had to find something uh, that they had to do with them and how to implement the Flores uh, 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 appellate court decision. The Obama administration then made adjustments in how they structured immigration enforcement in the first place so that they stopped that from happening. That's not what's happening in the Trump, the Trump administration. No. And you talk about bad, bad choices. Uh, 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 you know, people like Brown and Bush's administration not qualified. Betsy DeVos is one of the most unqualified people in the whole wide world. Right. Exactly. This woman who calls herself a, a, a proponent of charter schools was questioned this the other day, and she had in all her what is it, 19 months now. She's only visited two schools that were considered to be, what do they call them, underperforming? Right. Only two schools that she's gone to in the whole time underperforming. Because her entire uh, uh, agenda is to privatize public education, to put that money in the hands of private uh, education providers. Yeah. Now, here's something interesting. As the small dairy farmer in Iowa or the soybean farmer there, if the tariffs that Trump's putting on their products that that need to go like soybeans to China mm-hmm. is not going to cause them to go bankrupt. I saw that piece on MSNBC also that showed a small dairy farmer had a hundred had a cattle. The, the farm had been in existence for over eighty years, passed on generation to generation. Had to get rid of the had to sell the cows and close the farm. Because Walmart, get this, Mm. Walmart is now putting together uh, a way to avoid the the, the middleman in buying milk. They're making their own milk products out of a big uh, farm that they put together. Yep. Walmart. And see, all of this is going to come home to us. I still say the man in the White House is a terrorist by nature. The things that he said the other night, in Montana, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, it's it unbelievable. Yep. If he can get away with that, he can get away with anything. With anything. All right, Tony, we're going to have to run. All right, thanks, man. We'll talk to you. We're going to take our first break, and then we're going to get uh, John on, and then uh, uh, Jerry, am I doing that correctly? All right. We'll see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County.
If you or someone you know is addicted to drugs or alcohol, please call this number right now. 1-800-446-7096. That's 1-800-446-7096. By calling the Addiction Rehab Specialist, you're taking the first steps to recovery. Advisors are ready to match you with a proven five-star treatment center that can help. If you or a loved one might have a problem with drugs or alcohol, call us now and talk to one of our Addiction Rehab Specialists about the first steps to recovery. 800-446-7096. 800-446-7096. Let the addiction rehab specialist help you break your addiction before it's too late. This call is completely confidential. And if you have private insurance, there will be little to no cost to you. Even if you've already been to treatment, call the addiction rehab specialist at 1-800-446-7096. That's 1-800-446-7096. The addiction rehab specialist is an advertisement for various treatment centers and placement networks. Not all insurance is accepted. Individual results will vary. Visit addictionrehabspecialist.com forward slash terms. For more information. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Think Again. This is L. Nathan here, your host. Uh, the Trump administration, you know, claimed that, uh, you know, he's been doing such a great job on wages. He claimed that uh, wages had been depressed and gone down over the course of the past 18 to 20 years. And that quoting him now for the first time in a long time, they're starting to go up. This is an article by Lewis Jacobson in PolitiFact in March of this year. Looking at real wages, full time wages and salary, uh, uh, salary workers 16 years and over. Uh, if you count wages using 1994 dollars, in other words, if you adjust adjust uh, the value of a dollar to the 1994 value of a dollar, wages were at 314 dollars in 2009. Uh, excuse me, in 1994 were 314 dollars a week. By 2009, they had gone up to 345 dollars per week, then dropped during the recession uh, to 330 dollars a week, and have now gone back up in 2016 to 351 dollars a week. So during the Trump administration, wages went up a little bit, then they went down a little bit, and now they're stabilizing and starting to go back up a little bit. Again, Trump is saying things that are factually just not true. But these things are being said and going unchallenged uh, in the media and definitely in our so-called cable sources uh, over the course of this year. Let me grab uh, John in Lockport first, and then we'll grab Jerry in West Seneca. Did I get that right? All right, great. John, how are you doing out there in Lockport? Good, Nathan. Yes, sir. Um, you know, all the numbers that on immigration are so he, – he's got all these numbers upside down. Everything about immigration as far as the uh, crime rate – as far as the uh, how much they contribute to to uh, economic. Uh, the economy right. and everything is just the opposite of what he says. Yep. They they do better overall. They do better overall than uh, the rest of the population does. They're 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 great achievers, is what they are. And, and, and he's and, making it sound like they're a big drain okay. on the economy. It's and just and, not and true. John, let me just make sure that we as a public understand this reality. If you don't count immigration, if you don't count the people that are coming across the borders that you call undocumented and so on, if you don't count them, the balance of the American population, that's the black population, the white population and so on, are actually at net almost zero growth in some places, negative growth. If you didn't have 
these immigrants immigrants coming in and paying into the FICA system, the Social Security system, where would the money come from to pay for the people that are currently benefiting uh, from Social Security and other related uh, services to Social Security right now? Right. That, that's exactly right. That We have to have immigration because we don't have a high enough birth rate. Exactly. Who's going to support right. us in, in our Social Security and everything else if they don't, uh, uh, start, you know, bring them in, bring in these new workers to work? Also, um, Trump's um, all, all, all I hear from these Trump supporters is that, well he's doing what he said he'd do well he's not doing what he said he'd do all the important things that he said that he would do um, uh, he's not doing there's no infrastructure being built there's, there's no wall paid for by mm-hmm. Mexico mm-hmm. There's, there's, uh, the pre-existing conditions are coming back again Yep. and, and uh, there's no new deals with countries we don't have any new economic deals with any countries now all the bad things he's done the regulations, he's killing the EPA, the FDA, the Education Department, and Wall Street is going to, they're going to have another uh, crash. Melt, they're going to have a meltdown, right. Because of all, because of, of taking away all these regulations. Everybody, he, he's convinced people that regulations are bad. Yep. They're not bad. Yep. You know? then, then, he, then he has, uh, he's destroyed, he's destroying all our alliances. I mean, he's, 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 a, he's, he's really a traitor to this country. He, he's destroying our allies, uh, getting Chummy with our friends, yep. you know. And when they find out he's colluded with the Russians, I can't wait till till everybody starts yelling, "Lock him up, lock him <laughs> up!" You know. And and last, lastly, uh, I can't believe what he's getting away with now. He's still defaming John McCain. Yep. He's defaming. He defamed George Bush Senior the other day because George Bush was talking about the thousand points of light, mm-hmm. and then. He, he was he was all over Elizabeth Warren and and you know Bob Dole they they had a thing on Bob Dole on TV the other day and you know even Bob Dole I can't believe that he supported Trump he supports yep. Trump and how can he support Trump this war hero when 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 he just defames another war hero like John McCain I just don't understand how you put party above country you know yep. that's the truth. That's- all right. Thanks, John. Okay. I appreciate you, man. Talk to you next week. Let's grab okay. Jerry in uh, West Seneca, then we'll get Ron and Chitawaga. Jerry, how are you doing out there? Jerry, you did I get you? Ah, oh, there you are. Yeah, I'm doing good, Nathan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay, that's good. Well, listen, the good news is Scott Drew is out as the head of the EPA. But Wheeler is probably but 46 Wheeler, times worse, okay? Exactly. Because exactly. Wheeler is actually a smart man. You know, Scott Pruitt is just a cunning little animal and whatnot, but Wheeler is really a smart guy, and he's just as uh, uh, anti-regulation uh, 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 and environment as uh, Scott Pruitt is. Oh, absolutely. He was a lobbyist for the coal company, you know? He's a, he, and, and he's a, you know, another climate change denier. He wants to do away with the regulations. He's just like like Scott Pruitt, only like you say, probably worse. But mm-hmm. Scott Pruitt is out. I mean, did you realize that Scott Pruitt was such a crook? They got 13 separate investigations, investigations yep. against him right now. Yep. So and, of course, he's saying of, that he's being, you know, maligned uh, by the public. We don't have anything, uh, no, no reason for these charges to be made against him. Yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. whole planet is lying. The only people are telling the truth is Scott Pruitt. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about the job, the jobs growth, and, um, 
you know, what people got to realize that even the jobs that are being created nowadays are mostly service industry jobs, and they're not really good paying jobs, okay? It's a, they're not the jobs of the past. So the people aren't really feeling uh, this upturn in the economy that they're talking about because they're really not making the wages that they're used to be. Jerry, you're, you're, you're putting your thumb on what really people are are. are feeling but don't have the way to have not had a good way to articulate it which is that they're the people are getting jobs they are working but -hmm. they're not getting jobs at hudai industry they're not getting jobs at republic steel you know or bethlehem steel you know the forge Mm -hmm. you know and so on Um, and so they're instead of getting jobs that are paying 60 bucks an hour Mm -hmm. they're getting jobs that are paying 15 dollars an hour Mm -hmm. and that's why you continue to hear people complaining about the economy. It's not because there aren't jobs being created. It's that they're not getting enough money out of the jobs so that uh, one person can work in a household, then somebody else can be the the manager of the household, and the kids, you know, have somebody that, you know, was raising them at home and, you know, et cetera. That structure of our of our economy has been destroyed. We can't support that that lifestyle anymore because our economy has been turned on its head because of what we've allowed to occur. Right, and 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 the young people that are actually make uh, getting jobs that are making better wages. The problem with that scenario is they also have very high college debt. Right, and uh, you know uh, it happened to my stepdaughter. I mean. She she went to college and she 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 became, got a doctorate in uh, physical therapy. Now she's she's making good money, but she's also got a hundred thousand dollars in yeah. college that she's going to be paying off until probably till she retires. And she's so, got to pay it off in ten years. <laughs> yeah, so she yeah that's what they say, right? And you know, so 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 she and and and, and she's got a baby. So by the time she pays for um, uh, um, child care. And she pays her college that there isn't a whole lot of money left over. You know, luckily she's married to somebody who has a good job too. But this is these are the kind of things that are happening in today's economy, and and people wonder why. Well, why is inequality so bad in this country? Well, you can just look at you know what's happening. Trump. The bottom line with Trump. You know, your callers are right when they say he's he's, he's a crook because he he's only cares about himself and his rich friends. And by the you know, hopefully he's done in another three years. Yeah, and hopefully, he, hopefully we can put enough together to undo what this man is doing right now and what he intends to do over the next two and a half years. Well, they got to put somebody against them that people really like. It's got to be these midterm elections where you can put brakes on this stuff. That's where the brakes are. That's why historically the president who was in power in the next midterm elections usually loses support in Congress because Congress becomes the brakes that you can put on, you know, whatever aggressive uh, actions are being taken by the president that you think are not healthy for the country. It's the midterm elections that put brakes on that stuff. But we, we got to do this. We can't be whining about it. We can't keep talking about, well, uh, I, I, I think we have to be progressive and not liberal or we got to be this and we got to be. We got to get off that splitting hairs kind of stuff. You got to be all in that what this fellow and the people around him are doing is mm-hmm. destructive to the interests of the United States. And you got to focus on that. Don't get so focused on the little nuances of what's progressive enough. First, 
get focused on putting brakes on this president. Otherwise, right. we're going to have to continue. Look, look what we're going to live with right now. This guy's going to put, you know, uh, I mean, I don't want to characterize this this Gorsuch, you know, lookalike or clone yeah. that he's going to put into uh, the Supreme Court uh, 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 candidacy on Monday. But you mm-hmm. can see what his his framework is. He's turning this thing into a game show. Uh, you yeah. tune, tune in at nine o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 amp up the uh, advertiser for nine o'clock. We're going to have the Supreme Court nine nominee, you know, process. Mm-hmm. I mean, just insane. We've never done that. When have you yeah. ever seen a Supreme Court nominee put in uh, uh, before the public using mm-hmm. this kind of tactic? Well, how does I that know. even make sense? It's, yeah. it's trivializing, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court. Uh, and, these, and, and these people that he's um, uh, wants to put in there, uh, they're, they're, they're not that old, are they? They're, I mean, they, that, that, they want to get people that are 45, 50 years old that can be on the court for 85 years and whatnot, you know, and that's, that's the problem. I yeah. gotta, I gotta run, Jerry. We gotta get a lot of calls in during this, this, oh. this break. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, okay. yep. Let me get Ron Bye. first and then we'll probably get Frank on the other side of the break. Ron, how are you doing out there? Yeah, one thing you didn't mention about the uh, maybe it was in that article, but you know it's probably these articles tend to be lengthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, tax cut they keep t- and they keep saying this, and you know that, that, that nobody ever in the media ever challenges this. This has never happened. It started with Reagan when he cut the marginal rate from seventy to whatever forty six percent or whatever mm-hmm. he did back. I forget the exact numbers. Uh, the idea that the increased growth will. Uh, get rid of that deficit that that's created again right. the projection the 1.1 trillion dollar tax cut the projection was totally unrealistic a four percent uh, um, increase uh, uh, economic growth per year per 10 years average that is not ever happened and it they keep saying this and that's why the real deficit from this is going to be 2.1 2.2 trillion dollars okay because it's going so far that was the first two quarters this year it's about a 2.6 percent a little bit better than last year it's actually averaged last year 2.3 percent yeah so we're nowhere near yeah we're nowhere near four so what what they're not talking about here at all is is they're going to have to make massive cuts in social programs the only way they can do i mean or defense which they won't do uh, and, I mean, we don't need to be an imperial nation around the world with mm-hmm. 300 bases. But since that's off the table, forget about it. I don't think the Democrats will do that if they, uh, if they were to take both houses of Congress. But so, if you're not going to do that, then you're going to have to make massive cuts in social programs, and that knocks people out of the economic mainstream. Right. You lose purchasing power, and the economy will crash. Now, with Bush, the, the combination of deregulation and the combination of the fact that they couldn't get anywhere near the kind of social program cuts collapsed the economy. Same thing will happen again. Trump's got to hope that it happens after 2020. Mm-hmm. It happens be- now, that also does, doesn't count the trade war stuff that could hopefully sink them a little earlier than that. But uh, still, I mean, uh, nobody ever reports that in mainstream media. Nobody's talking about that. If they get through the 2018 election, they're going to have to make ma- massive cuts in Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, yep. uh, education, or the, the, this deficit is going to balloon totally out of control. Um, okay, uh, a couple. One thing I got it's not got any coverage in the American media at all. The only place you hear it is on the foreign press, BBC, CBC, and some of the alternative stuff like Pacifica, Democracy Now!, stuff of that nature. Mm -hmm. Is this Daniel Ortega? 
in Nicaragua. And mm. I think it's important because mm-hmm. this is what causes people to leave Central America, South America, even Mexico, and come to the United States. Daniel Ortega was on Oliver North's hit list. Remember, he was ahead right. of the people right. of, the, of the Sandinistas that overthrew um, Samosa in 1979. He was vilified by the American press, the State Department, as a Soviet clone, as a fanatical supporter of Castro and all yep. this other kind of stuff. I remember hearing that day after day. Okay. Yep. In uh, the, the 80s, they had that horrible Contra War. hundred and some thousand people died there. You know, Oliver North's little pamphlet as to how, to how to beat the Sandinistas, blow up the hospitals, kill the school children, mm-hmm. uh, hold the men at, at gunpoint, rape the young girls. It'll, yep. it'll demoralize them. Okay, so by 1990, Ortega's out of office. He's, he's, he resigned. They have, they have a mock election after slaughtering half the opposition. They have a mock election. They get this kind of neoliberal government here. Okay, in 2005, who comes back on the scene Daniel Ortega, Ortega yep. and he's reinvented himself as a neoliberal. Yep. Tax cuts, uh, inviting American corporations in, massive cuts in social programs, and this is the part that's not getting, well, that's hardly getting any publicity, but the American State Department under Trump is switching and now starting to support him. Yep. This is what causes people to want to leave those countries and come here. It's the same old dullicite. If you're not friendly to American businesses, you're bad. If you are, no matter how much of an SOB you are, we support you. Mm-hmm. And he's now, he is now our guy now in Nicaragua. And then, that, and that's, that, that's like uh, a Stalin or somebody getting deposed and then coming back eight years later and saying, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a Democrat now. Yeah, well, or it's like <laughs> Mussolini. Remember Mussolini exactly. started out as a socialist, right. a radical socialist, right. and then comes back and it becomes a fascist and you know sucks up to the big corporations, the Grand Council, corporate council, all that stuff. Now, that's just something that I bet you nobody out there knows. Unless they read alternative media, because they've got. I've been listening. I haven't even heard that on MSNBC. Right. Uh, but not, none of the mainstream, the broadcast networks aren't covering that at all. You're absolutely right. That that is a great great point, and it's the same script that we see over and over and over again. It doesn't yep. matter what kind of government you have, as long as you're supporting whoever the economic interests are in the United States. You know, you're giving people access to sugarcane, uranium, uh, you know, coal, whatever it is. As long as they got control of that through you, you're the greatest thing since Hindu gym shoes. As soon as they can't get that, you know, from your government, they want to throw you out and bring in another uh, 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 economic controller of the country uh, over you again. And, of course, always at the expense of the people. And this is this is the problem. We keep claiming that we believe in democracy, but we don't really support democracy. You know? We really support dictatorships that give us access to resources. Yeah, and this did not start with Trump, unfortunately. It's nice to blame Trump for a lot of stuff. But no, this has been going on since the right. 50s, since the Dulles Boys, yeah. and it's sick. Yep. All right, Ron, I Thanks appreciate you, man. Thanks. We should take our, our last break, and then we're going to get, uh, I think it's uh, Frank and then Rich and then John, right? I got it in the right order? All right, guys, we'll see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 303-566-5000. 
332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Jeff Ganji, Managing Partner, Losey and Ganji. In 2017, through hard work and diligence, the skilled attorneys of Losey and Ganji were able to secure over $25 million in compensation for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Whether you were injured on the job or through the negligence of someone else, trust Losey and Ganji with your injury claim. If you've been injured at work, call Losey and Ganji today, 854 1446. Losey and Ganji, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Go back in time for today's deal of the day from My Buffalo Perks. Dig up admission for two to Penn Dixie Fossil Park and Nature Reserve for just $10, a $20 value. For details, go to MyBuffaloPerks.com. I'm gonna get my perks. My perks at MyBuffaloPerks.com. All day. Every day, this is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. I hope they don't think that we're the chain of fools. Look <laughs> But they're... There are some fools that are in control of our country. Just real quickly, I was talking about this uh, whole issue on wages where Trump claimed that uh, wages had been down for the last uh, 20 years. And because of him, wages have started to go up again. Money counts itself. Truth stands on its own. Despite the stock market numbers and low unemployment rate, average hourly earnings grew by only four tenths of one percent in 2017. That was a step backwards from 2016 when wages grew by eight-tenths of a percent for that calendar year, the last year of the Obama administration. And in 2015, wages had grown by 1.8 percent over the course of that time period. The average hourly wage of production workers and non-supervisory workers in the United States was $22.30 in today's dollars, growing just four cents or 0.17 hundredths of a, uh, of a uh, cent, or a percent rather, uh, from, 2000, uh, uh, from t- uh, December of 2016. Just so we understand, what's being said and what the truth is are completely different. The Trump administration keeps saying things to us over and over and over again that are just factually and abominably untrue. But because we don't have control of the media, the media is controlled by the same people that produced Donald Trump and who profit off of the advertising and whatever else, you know, revolves around Donald Trump. We don't really get a proper understanding of what is actually going on. So listen, I don't want this to be about interviewing myself. I want to I want to hear from you. So let's grab Frank first. Then we'll get rich. Or is it uh, Frank and then John? Frank, Rich, and then John. Let me get Frank in Niagara Falls first. Frank, how you doing out there? Hey, great. You know, there's the old joke about Jose. 
a Mexican immigrant who loves America. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, I went to a baseball game, and the Americans gave me much love. The whole crowd got up and sang to me, Jose, can you see? <laughs> now, you know that's an old joke. <laughs> yeah. But, Nathan, honestly, how does one get through to the GOP cult? Uh, I mean, Republican voters. You know, listening to Trump at one of his hate-fear-mongering rallies to adoring crowds is one of the most frustrating things I've ever had to endure. Mm -hmm. You know, they have no clue that they're the flunkies for a few authoritarian billionaires in their sick corporate takeover of the USA. So I honestly hope everyone sane is registered to vote. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm telling you, the people that you see in these Trump crowds are people that really don't want to know truth. They just want to feel like they're the part a part of something that supports something visceral in their heart. And what's visceral in their heart is their sense that the United States is being overrun by people who are not them and that they're, they're going to lose uh, the ethos of what makes the United States, you know, the, the country that they think uh, uh, that it is. That's what's at the core of this entire affair. And and I don't know how we well, defeat that. I think the only way we can we can go forward in a constructive way is to win these midterm elections to get people that care more about the stability and the future uh, 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 integrity of this country to, to get those people in power who can put brakes on the radical agenda uh, that is a re- reactionary agenda of the Trump administration. Well, a good example of what I'm talking about, because there was a guest host on Sandy Beach show this week. I actually got a call in. You know, then I presented facts that immigrants are not an economic burden or a security risk. Mm-hmm. Then I told about my own wonderful experiences with the Latinos in Southern California. And then after I hung up, then a flood of haters came in to bash me. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy basically rehashed the old-timey 60s love-it-or-leave-it rhetoric mm-hmm. and said, if I didn't hate Mexicans like him, I should move to Mexico. You know, then Rambo Jim called in his patented arm takeover of the USA yeah. call. And then some guy from Lubbock, Texas, calls in and says, Mexicans on the construction site hate Americans. You know, I know guys like him on the construction site. Latinos don't hate all Americans. They hate him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the, guy on the, he's the guy on the construction site calling every Latino poncho. Right. Uh, you know, he, he's the guy on the construction site with his radio turned to Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity every day, you know, exposing everyone to the hate and fear and racist propaganda. But I, I just, you know, you. he yep. doesn't understand that. Yep. And so that that's what this is really all about. But I think I don't think that we should focus all of our attention on that particular population of people, because I don't think you can change their minds in a short, you know, uh, uh, argumentative kind of a way. I think you're just spinning your wheels. I think what you got to do is to get the people that should be voting to actually vote. And if we can get more of us than that, there you go. 
I mean, I just read again that uh, 70% of the population uh, supports continuing Roe versus Wade. That that because that supposedly is a right. That wasn't something that somebody made up cavalierly. That was a a right established uh, in the 1973 Roe versus Wade decision, and yet we've seen. Uh, the 14th Amendment eroded over and over and over again. People forget the 14th Amendment says that you can neither make nor enforce any law that would abridge any right that a person has under this Constitution. Yet that is exactly what is being done in at least 33 states around the country, doing everything in their power to erode somebody's right to govern their own body. And so the only way we're going to be able to get our arms around that is we have to get the people who claim in these polls that they support those rights, those people have to show up. If 70% of the people that, 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 that show up vote that way, you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, the guy hollering poncho, you know, at, at, the, at the construction site. They'll wind up becoming irrelevant uh, to the electoral process. Well said, Nathan. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Frank. Um, was it Rich first? Get Rich, and then we'll get uh, John. Uh, Rich in Rochester, in, in Niagara Falls. How are you doing out there? I, I almost thought you were going to say Rich in Russia. <laughs> you know, you, your brain starts swimming when you start doing this stuff. <laughs> That's where our president comes from, doesn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping that he doesn't come from there. <laughs> You know, you got to give him credit, though. Trump, I mean, he's a, probably, probably the greatest con man in history. He's absolutely. he's got he's, Ponzi beat. He's very good. He's very good. It, 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 it's like the Internet bubble of the 90s. People were buying stocks with, guess what, no earnings. Yeah. I guess yep. if it, I it's, it's like people Trump that are making $60,000 a year, they go and buy a house that's worth $600,000 a year because somebody yeah. told them that, well, if you can't afford the note, you know, five or six years from now, sell a house because the price is going to go up 15 to 20 percent. And that $90,000 in uh, net you're going to get, you can use that to put the down payment on the next house that you want to buy. People could be kind. Ooh-wee, that was a story, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, if Trump sold me some swamp land, I wouldn't get mad because he probably gave me a good deal. There you go. There you go. You could have got that swamp land for, 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 for two pennies less. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how he's conned the crowds where they praise Trump, cheer him a five-time draft dodger, and yet that same crowd will, do, will boo uh, John McCain. Yep. How does that even now happen? Now to the point, I believe, Nathan, where now... Whatever criticism Trump receives in the media, they're stronger in his support. He's trying to get things done, and the people are stopping. They're, yep. The media stopping him. It, yep. It's unbelievable. Yep. You're absolutely we have right. We a guy that's uh, uh, good for the economy, and he went bankrupt four times. So I, <laughs> I, I guess I'll leave you with that, Nathan. Always good talking to you. All right. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate you. Call back. I look I like I like talking to you. Let me get John in Rochester. I know John's got a completely different spin of what we're talking about. John, how are you doing out there? I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm All doing right. great. You, you know, I gotta say, uh, I, I agree with you on a point. Trump has not hit, to my knowledge, an annualized GDP growth of more than three percent. Right. Not even close to three percent. His best growth was two point six percent. So, uh, so before Trump. 
Obama was the last president since, uh, I think, Hoover not to hit 3% on an average for his, his administration. So Trump actually has not attained that yet. So you're right. Uh, we'll see. I, I think he will. And keep in mind, Obama was coming out of the worst recession the country had experienced. In fact, it was still in the in, at the very height of the worst uh, recession a country had experienced since 1929. But so that, that was, you, when you talk about his glide path, you're talking about a, a glide path that starts when you're already in a steep decline and falling. You had to go through that and then climb back out. So that's why if you look at his overall uh, 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 GDP growth, it's less than 3%. I, but, would make the, I would make the opposite argument. I would, I would say that uh, because we, we were such a – we had a negative GDP growth, uh, I think, in his first year or his first quarter or something. Right. He only had, uh, he only had to go up from there. The, it would be easier to get a, a GDP growth from a bottom to uh, versus the opposite. So I would, argue, I would make the uh, reverse argument. Well, uh, you, you can make that argument. I, I think you have to make the, the opposite argument, which is, you know, you, you're, you're losing 8 million jobs, uh, you know, in, in the course of the first year, uh, 2009. Uh, you're losing jobs at uh, a rate of more than 250,000 uh, jobs a month. You had to climb out of that uh, it, before you could start seeing real economic growth. So, you know, I, I know what you're saying. Right, right. But, 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 but my, my core point is that the Obama administration had a much deeper well to come out of. The Trump administration jumped on. That's like getting into a race where you, you take the place of the, of the front runner in the race. So I'm already out in front in the race. Then you come in. You know how they had those guys that are the pacers and whatnot? This is the negative pacer. Instead of being the pacer that drops out, you know, that sets the pace and then drops out two or three laps in. He's 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 in a race where uh, he he jumps in when the race is already three or four laps old. He comes in at that point already in front. That's the position that that Trump was in, and I think that's the better way to see what's going on with this administration. Well, actually, I I will agree to disagree on that point. Um, <laughs> I but, knew that you would see it that you, you wouldn't see it the way I saw it. <laughs> right, right. But but uh, the one thing I wanted to point out, Frank brought out some statistics about the criminal uh, the criminal history of uh, illegal immigrants, non citizens mm-hmm. being uh, less criminal than uh, the general population. That's that's not true at all. There, there's been uh, statistics. Uh, the federal prisons uh, statistics. Statistics coming out of the U.S. government show that 23% of uh, occupants in federal prisons are non-citizens, and that's there's only uh, I think four or five percent uh, in the United States that are non-citizens. Well, I, so I, 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 I would challenge. I, I hear you, John. When you throw a fact like that out, you got to tell me where you got and, it, because I, I can I can go get that data and I'll do it for you for next week. 23% of the people who are in federal prisons. I don't know that 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 uh, th- those are, are non-citizens. Are, not, are non-citizens, and it's it's it, 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 the statistic I heard was six hundred percent more than what they should be based upon the pro rata share of the population. The other statistic is from the GAO: um, the crime rate per thousand for non-citizens is uh, statistically much higher in the state of Florida, California. Uh, and uh, Texas, 
than citizens of the of, of the United States. So those two st- statistics definitely deflate what Frank was saying. And well, many you know, others but, but, but John, the, the John, 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 you're you're, che- you're cherry you're cherry picking statistics. If no, those are you, not cherry picking. Well, no, no, no. Listen, you, you have office. fifty you have fifty states, and you cite to me that in three states. The rate, the, the crime rate for non-citizens in three states is higher than the crime rate for Amer- for American citizens in those well, states. But that means that that means in the other forty-seven states, the crime rate for uh, 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 non-citizens is either equal to or less than the crime rate for American citizens in those no, other forty-seven no, states. No, 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 that's not true. There was many other states. In fact, the majority of the states had the same uh, same. Uh, well, uh, I, 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 I'll look that up I, because, again, you're making a factual assertion. So uh, no, facts, uh, facts this, tell this, on this themselves. Facts. This comes from the GAO, the uh, again, accountability office. Again, you're saying that. I don't have that. You haven't cited to me where you're well, getting well, that you from. Well, you haven't cited any, anything counter. To what I say. Well, I, again, I, I, I don't I don't have that particular stat in front of me. It's not like I'm a walking, you know, statistical machine. Now, this, so, statistic, this statistic I got from the governor of uh, Okay, Texas. well, I'm, but I'm just telling you that I'm going to go look that up, and I will talk about that next week. I will find out if what you're saying is true. If it's true, I'll say it's true. And if it's not true, I'll say it's not true. And here's another statistic. In the state of Texas, 600,000 crimes have been committed against Texas citizens by non-citizens. It amounted to 200,000 non-citizens over a seven-year period in Texas. So, so this fallacy of the so so where where are you getting where are you getting that from? Where's that, where's that, the that source? Came from, that came from the attorney okay. general in Texas, in the lieutenant governor in Texas. But that's not that, that's I not telling that. me that's not telling me the source. I mean, I, I need to know what article well, they, that you're reading. They got it from their statistics in Texas. Okay, I'll I'll look it up, John, and then and then we'll we'll respond to that next week. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk next week. I got to get one more call in before we get to the end of this hour. Uh, let me get other John in Buffalo and get his thoughts. Other John, how are you doing out there? Pretty well. Uh, as usual, the uh, righteous reactionary is full of it, right up to his brown <laughs> eyes. Well, I, I don't know if he has brown eyes, but we'll go. <laughs> I, I just checked, and the Bureau of Prisons uh, statistics are that U.S. citizens are 79 and 79% and change of the entire population. He is completely full there of it. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's my two cents. All right. I appreciate it, John. Thanks. See, that's the thing. You know, statistics, I mean, truth counts itself. It, it, it just reveals itself. You can say whatever you want to say, but at the end of the day, truth stands on its own. So you can't just keep asserting things as if the, that's what Donald Trump does. He makes one statement after another after another, and because there's nobody to actually challenge what he's saying, it winds up being perceived by the public as if it's true. When in fact it's not true. It's it's not just that it's it, it's it's uh, misstatements. These are outright lies. These are things you know are not true. Uh, just again on this this lying thing. This is an article written by Jewish uh, uh, Lewis uh, Jacobson. I think we have a couple of minutes in this. Okay. So, uh, but but quickly, 
In 2017, the Center for Automotive Research found that BMW sold 354. Uh, I can't even go through all of that. The the thing that that that, that Trump asserted was that the uh, German manufacturers were selling millions and millions and millions of cars uh, every year to the United States. In fact, it's about 1.3 million cars, and at least 300,000 of those cars were actually American cars that were manufactured uh, in the United States, sold through Germany back to the United States. I can't get to all of this stuff. We'll get on to this stuff next week. But, folks, let's keep this conversation going. It's the only way we're going to be able to get forward is to, is to examine the truth and then come to better decisions about what, what we're going to use to, 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 to build our policy frameworks on. We'll talk to you all next week here at Think Again. Think Again. See you all next week. been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.